the college experience, college basketball, early mid season report episode on the sports gambling podcast networks presented by WinBet. get started today and you'll get a risk-free bet up to $500. Yes. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at winbet.com. That's W Y N N bet.com and download the app today. We're also brought to you by Roman. Roman is the straightforward way to take care of your ED. Just head over to getroman.com slash SGP for $15 off your first month. That's getroman.com slash SGP. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. From April 29th to May 4th, if you deposit on underdog fantasy, you'll have a chance at a million dollars in their best ball contest. That's right. $1 million sign up now at underdogfantasy.com. promo code SGPN. That's underdogfantasy.com. promo code SGPN. We're also brought to you by odds jam. Odds jam is the betting tool. Every sharp better needs bringing you the latest prices and presenting the best Betting opportunities dominate the marketplace with odds jam. Use the promo code SGP and get 5% off. Go to sports gambling podcast.com slash odds jam. Hey, what's up? You degenerate gamblers. This is bill Burr and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, baby. Basketball style. My name is Colby Swinging Danter Base Dan, aka Pick Don D. That's not a pick. This is a pick. And I'm joined by my co host. Give it up for former JMU Duke defensive back, the burrito eating, sideline kiss stealing, wheeling and dealing, Patty C in the place to be. Hi, how are you, pal? How are you? We are kicking off the college basketball feed. Uh, it's off season. It's off season. It's a crazy off season. By far the most craziest off season I can ever recall in college basketball. Patty C. Uh, you know where it's mid May. Yeah, it's mid May here. We're gonna just dive into this thing. I'm gonna get you up to date on all the coaching stuff because look, if you're a first time listener to the college basketball experience, make sure you subscribe first off but also subscribe to the college football experience as well. Um, me, Patty C and NC Nick third guy that will be on a lot of these shows. And you'll also have a few other guests, um, but me, Patty C and NC Nick, us three, the three amigos there. We handicap every single division one college basketball game. Uh, so for four years now, we've been doing it. We've been over 500 each and every year. As a collective, you know, obviously we're over 500 because we've been over 500 each and every year, but also our locks are way over 500, both individually and collective. So yes, boom, once again, and we give you all of this for free on a spreadsheet over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com, updated daily, obviously, because college basketball has just got a slew of games every day and we bring it to you uh, just with the picks. We also bring you podcasts, breaking down everything. This is a brand new feed because we were combined. We were college football and college basketball. 
we've had so much success in that realm. We step out into our, into the, the solo college basketball world. That's right. And listen to this, you know, we're usually one half the year, one half the year, the other, you know, it's either football season or it's basketball season. But by introducing the college basketball feed, we are diving into the off season that much harder. And, you know, from a picks standpoint, you know, sometimes November, December can be a little bit rough in the picks category. Usually by late December, January, we're we're turning around on fire in February and March, certainly, you know, but we're diving into the off season. We're making sure we're hitting the ground running this year. I still think November could be tough, but always is. That's probably because the slew of transfers, the transfer portal is insane. Um, we will get to that. We will get to the, the freshman class coming in. Uh, but first I want to touch base on the coaching hires, Patty. See a lot has happened. A lot of coaches have gone elsewhere. Uh, you look, I mean, I, I'll just start off some of the big names, Sean Miller out at Arizona. They went and hired Tommy Lloyd, who'd been an assistant at Gonzaga for 20 some years. Uh, that was a nice big hire. time hire. I think um, you skip down the ranks. I mean, there was a lot of coaching turnover. I'm not going to go one by one on all of them on this episode, but believe it or not, we will get to them. Cincinnati, John Brandon out Wes Miller in from UNC Greensboro. I like that hire. I think Wes Miller's, I mean, I young and upcoming Roy Williams, uh, you know, definitely said some great things about him. Um, and we'll talk more. He about was probably number two for that UNC job yeah. behind Davis. Yeah. Um, you got just a slew of them. East Tennessee state, Jason Shea out Desmond Oliver. in. you go George Mason, Dave Paulson gone. Kim English, former uh, Missouri guard coming in. He was an assistant with Rick Barnes at Tennessee. He hops in uh speedy Claxton. Now the new guy at Hofstra, former player at Hofstra. Nice. Uh, Indiana, Archie Miller gone. They went the, they went the classic route here that you see, you saw, you know, it, it sometimes it works out. Sometimes it doesn't. You saw Mullen to, to St. John's. Yeah. Didn't really work out. You saw Pat Ewing to Georgetown jury still out. Right. But Jawan Howard to Michigan, certainly looking like a slam dunk. Penny Hardaway is looking all right down in Memphis. This, I think they're due for a big year this year yeah. for, the, for the Memphis Tigers. Now, we'll talk more about them in a little bit. Mike Woodson is a, a way back dial though. So some of that recruiting pop that a Jawan Howard or a Penny Hardaway might get, or a big name like Ewing, yeah. Mike Woodson's not going to get. Yeah, so they're they kind of Mike Woodson. Is that the guy who works at the home Depot with me? <laughs> <laughs> kind of looks like you would, but I think he's got a great resume, man. And, and I've liked the moves he's made thus far. And I like them bringing in Thad Mata with him Yeah, to, to help him. Like, yeah. Go, Taking a yeah. page of that, uh, uh, Michigan playbook. Exactly, man. So, uh, Steve prom at it. He's out at Iowa state. TJ Oselberger comes in from UNLV. Uh, the former assistant at Iowa state. I think this, that's a good hire. Um, Loyola, Chicago, Porter Moser gone. Drew Valentine, the top assistant will take over drew Valentine, brother of the Valentine, uh, what Denzel Valentine from Michigan state. Um, that one's going to be interesting to watch because we saw Crutwig go pro, Mm. but, uh, Lucas Williamson is coming back fifth year senior. Is Crutwig going to, uh, get drafted in the- Portugal, probably, uh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but no Moser and Moser, we're going to get it. We're going to talk a lot about Moser cause he's now in Oklahoma. Yep. Love the, the, the transfer portal that he is just utilizing there. Uh, Ryan Odom of UMBC gone. They hired J- Jim Ferry. R- Ryan Odom went to Utah state. Patty C okay. took over for Craig Smith. You, the reason why Ryan Odom should register for you is he's the guy who pulled off that upset to beat Virginia. Of course. UMBC. Yeah. Oh, Son I, of I Dave recall. Odom from wake forest. <laughs> um, 
Thank but, God he's out of there. But it takes over for Craig Smith because Craig Smith got hired by Utah because Utah pulled the plug on Larry Kristoviak. Great hire by Utah. I think I, I'm very intrigued to see how Ryan Odom works out at Utah State because he's he's a guy that spent his whole life on the Northeast or in the you know Mid Atlantic. So I I don't know how he'll do out in Utah, but I do think he's a solid basketball coach. Uh, Wojo fired at Marquette. Shaka Smart comes in. Mm. They're able to get some high profile guys. Shaka Smart from Wisconsin too, so I think that could be a big one. Uh, DePaul. Dave Lato, former uh, UVA guy, he's out. Tony Stubblefield in. I mean, the the the, the college basketball. Richard Patino, son of Rick Patino, out at Minnesota. In comes Ben Johnson. But guess what? Patino was about unemployed for about ten hours because New Mexico got rid of Paul Paul Weir or Wire, and they bring in uh, uh, Richard Patino. Roy Williams gone at North Carolina. Couldn't in, hack it. Income, yeah, couldn't hack the transfer portal, from what I understand. Uh, Hubert Davis comes in. That's a big one. Uh, what do you think of that hire? That's another one. Former player. We're going to find out. It's how this works. I mean, I think it's okay. I think it's okay. I think it's decent. We'll see. I think, you know, you'd been an assistant there for a while, so it makes sense. I, I, I worry about, I think he's more in tune probably than, than Roy was at this point. Well, supposedly with North Carolina, you kind of just have to have a competent dude I mean, he, he looks like he has the polish to, to drive that Ferrari, you know, and yeah. not crash it. So yeah. I think that's all you need out of a coach at North Carolina. Yeah. That's um, kind of what Roy Williams did for a long time there. But speaking of obviously Roy Williams, a legend, he retired. Well, guess what? Lon Kruger, another coaching legend, in Oklahoma, he retired and, uh, and, and they hired Porter Moser. We were just referring to Jim Ferry, the interim coach at Penn state. He's out. They hired Micah Shrewsbury, the, the Purdue assistant. I'm very interested to see how that shakes out because I Purdue coaching staff has been great over the years. Um, Texas, like I said, Shaka smart out Chris beard. They go out and just spend a ton of money and get Chris beard. And he's been uh, all over the transfer portal here. Yeah. Chris beards, the opposite. Chris beard is, you know, the Ayrton Senna. He's going to, you know, hard charge and pass you. Yeah. Even if he doesn't have the same talent, if he doesn't have the same car you have, but you know, Sometimes if you have the superior car, just like formula one, if you're in that Ferrari, just stay between the lines, uh, you know, a hundred percent. It's easy to see a tide turn. There you go. <laughs> uh, no, but beard out at Texas tech, obviously, cause he took the Texas job where he was from Mark Adams. One of his assistants is the guy UTEP got rid of Rodney Terry. They hired, they hired Joe Golding coming over from uh, Abilene Christian who beat Texas, who basically got Shaka smart fired. Um, Oselberger gone at UNLV incomes, Kevin Kruger, son of Lon Kruger. Um, those are, I think most of the big ones. I, I, I like San Jose state hired Tim miles, former Nebraska coach who I thought it got a raw deal. No, he never got Nebraska to the tournament, but I think he had some bad breaks. Two of his best teams. I feel like their best players got injured. Yeah. And I think he deserves some more time uh, in Lincoln. <laughs> what do you he, expect in Nebraska? Yeah, well, they haven't made the tournament forever, but I mean, maybe they're going to be good this year with Hoiberg in year three, I think. So, um, those are kind of all of the big ones. I, I should say Eastern Washington. They had, they looked pretty darn good in that first round of the tournament and uh, Shante Leggins gone. He's now at Portland. Um, so that is, is, uh, somewhat big, uh, Earl Grant Lee or Pat Kelsey actually going to Charleston, I think is a pretty big one too. mid major talk here. But uh, 
I mean, Nate James, former Duke assistant, new head coach at Austin P. I'd say that's that kind of takes care of everything there. If 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 I'm forgetting you, my apologies. There's a ton of other ones out there. It's just I look. This podcast has only got to be about an hour or so long, so it's gotta it's gotta you know keep it rolling go through the bigger names. But what do you what do you think is the slam dunk hire there? Like Beard to Texas, right? Yeah. That's the one that stands out. I think to me, um, I'm very interested to see Shaka Smart. Um, at at Marquette. Uh, Marquette, yeah. By the way, Boston College also hired Earl Grant. Wanted to touch on that. Another power school. Tommy Lloyd to Arizona. You really think that's a great hire? I think it, they Sean Miller. I don't know how he was retaining his job. Right. So <laughs> I think they got a lot better. All things so. considered. Uh, uh, but following that LSU uh, and UNC, we don't give a fuck model. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but Porter Moser post scandal. Porter Moser, Oklahoma. I would put right up there too. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah think that was the, a steal. All those ones, I would say the ones that really stand out. I mean, the Woodson Mata combination. I mean, Indiana again, sleeping giant. I don't know if Indiana is a program that can lose steam. Quite frankly, um, I would need to dig a little deeper to see if the state of Indiana is producing, but college basketball at this point is, is almost all national recruiting. I don't think there's a ton of local recruiting. And I think Indiana still has that kind of name. So between Mata and Woodson, I think they have the, you know, the name recognition and the recruiting experience to probably be a force and get Indiana back to where they need to be. So I think that could end up being a pretty good combo there. They're kind of like the Nebraska football, right? Yeah. Fallen. I mean, is there anyone else that would fit that? If you're comparing sports here once a juggernaut, but (laughs) At least still, yeah, still somewhat decent, but yet yeah. not great. I don't know, but I can tell you this. I can tell you the transfer portal has been absolutely insane. Patty C. And when you go and you try to break down these, uh, these teams, I'm just going to start from the top. All right. Let's go. Let's talk national championship here. All right. Yeah. Baylor gets their first national championship. Uh, they take down Gonzaga, which uh, bummer for few. Cause he basically turned into the Buffalo bills of college basketball, <laughs> but Maybe this year will be the t- one of these years he's bound to. Yeah, the climb takes time. So, so here we are. Uh, Scott Drew, congrats to him. But here, here the Baylor Bears are. They lose Jared Butler. They they lose Davion Mitchell. They lose Macy Oteague. And I'm gonna say they shouldn't panic. Mark Vital, I'm not sure his status because you know this year with COVID it was a you know doesn't count on eligibility. He was a senior. Does he come back? I don't know. Does he go play pro ball probably in, in Europe or, or Puerto Rico or something? Mark Vital, we're, we're saying? Yeah, I'm saying he could be back. We don't know. It's, Man, it's a- let's hope for them because he was instrumental in shutting down uh, Corey Kispert in the national championship. I was wondering how that was. And, and, and Drew Timmy. Well, oh. I mean, and Timmy's in the same case as Vital. Yeah. They might be back at these schools. Yeah. But you look, even if worst case scenario, those guys are gone. You look at Baylor, they got a shit ton. They just got James Aquino from Arizona yeah, via Georgetown, right? This dude's a beast. I think he's going to fit right in, right? They also have a five-star freshman, right? Kendall Brown, small forward coming in. They also have the 37th recruit in the nation and Langston Love coming in. Those guys are going to be there with Matthew Mayer, Adam Flagler, uh, Jonathan uh, Chwamba Chwacha, whatever. Flo Thamba, LJ Cryer, right? Well, is Baylor 
like way ahead of the curve from a, a transfer portal standpoint, or was it just this year? Like, I always thought like the, the, they chose wisely. I thought like I, they would get these mid majors transfers that were so key in their run. Um, so I thought they were kind of ahead of the curve here, but if you look at you, you highlight this one here, Fairmount state division two, Dale Bonner, this guy led the team in scoring assists and steals his past two years at Fairmount state. That's a guy no one's heard of. Yeah. That wouldn't surprise me. Cause you go back and look and I think it was, uh, I think it was Macy Oteague or Davion Mitchell that, that came from smaller schools. Right. So, well, I think that this may be something that we, we start to see is like who has an eye and who can plug, plug it into their system better. And this is kind of a new development in college basketball, obviously with the, uh, uh, one year penalty of transferring being taken away just this year, I've, the, the, the floodgates are open for the transfer portal. And if a coach is able to a recruit through the transfer portal and convince a player that he's going to fit in that system and get immediate results and then B be able to actually produce that, then we're going to see that's yeah. a different element to a coach that can make him a difference maker. But I, I'm, I'm really intrigued. I think they're going to be really good still. So I yeah. don't expect, I mean, maybe not a national championship, but we'll see. Well, how many players are Butler, going Mitchell, pro there? And Teague are huge. They're all, they're all three of those dudes. I mean, I don't know if they're going to make the NBA, but they're, they're not going to be back at Baylor. Yeah. But all three should, but you, can you imagine a Kenyo's a baller? He's yeah. a certified baller. I don't, anyone that's watched him from the Georgetown days to the Arizona days, that guy's a baller. You had him with the five-star freshman and Kendall Brown and a thir- the 37th player in the nation, Langston love mixed with Matthew Mayer, who was already playing great ball yeah. in the tournament. Uh, Chwacha Ch- uh, Chwamba, whatever the fuck. Yeah. That guy's an athlete. He's going to help Flo Thamba's an athlete. LJ Cryer that Dale Bonner's a question mark of this D two player, but if an ad vital to that mixed, right. You're talking about a top 10 team still. I mean, all year long we sat there and we said, okay, uh, Gonzaga has three of the top 20 to 25 players in the nation. They're a special team. But we looked and we're like, uh, it looks like Baylor has nine elite players on that roster. And we were like, all right, well, Gonzaga's staying undefeated and they're whipping really good ranked teams from power uh, five con- or power six conferences, as it were. So we kind of assumed it was going to be an even matchup, but uh, we wanted to see what it would be like when Baylor played them. They did. And lo and behold, they had way more talent <laughs> than Gonzaga did. Yeah. And you know? I mean, especially they were just quicker. They beat them. I mean, they just beat them down. I mean, yeah, they could have played that a lot of times. I think uh, Baylor would have came away with that one, but I think that if you're a Baylor bear fan and you were panicking about Butler, Mitchell and Teague being gone, I think you're in great hands. It would not surprise me. I'm not going to, now I'm not going to predict this right now. It would not surprise me if you're in the elite eight next year. There it is. I'm not going to say that. Oh, they're definitely going to be in the elite eight because I got to see this on paper. Uh, on paper, it looks like a very good team. Yeah, you know what I mean. But I got to see this come to fruition. All these guys playing together, bunch of new faces. Normally, that takes time. Chemistry is a thing in basketball. Uh, but then you look at the, the the Gonzaga Bulldogs. Yeah, this is the highest rated recruiting class in Gonzaga history, Patty C. Where it was Gonzaga in 2021, they finished number three. They they add in today or to yesterday I think last night Nolan Hickman flipped from Kentucky to Gonzaga, Patty C, which would never happen in college football because they would never let Boise State into the party. Boise State is essentially Gonzaga, yeah, but the difference is is that there's a playoff 
Gonzaga's had a chance to take yes. an extra step. Yes, because they play the games. Right. <laughs> Boise State, they don't play the game. So it's right. just like, nope, you will always be second tier. That's right. You're never allowed to knock on the big door. Yes. You know, you can knock on the little door yeah. and you might break through it, but you don't get to knock Even on the big door. Even when you win, it's not knocking on the big door. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's sad. But anyway, look, you add this mix. I mean, look at this class coming in. So now Nolan Hickman flipped from Kentucky. He's a five-star recruit, number 22 in ESPN's ratings. But guess what? They have the number one recruit in Chet Holmgren. Yes. I don't know if he's son of Mike Holmgren, but <laughs> if so, I worry about his athleticism. <laughs> Slightly but, different physiques, I, I got to say. But look, I mean, you add in, so you got Nolan Hickman, five-star, Chet Holmgren, five, the, the top recruit in the nation. You also have the number 18, 18 play, the 18th best player in the nation in Hunter Salis. And he was like ranked number six a month it, ago. Well, it depends where you go. Yeah. Other platform. I'm, I'm quoting 24 seven sports. Here, Even on 24 seven sports, he was like number six in the nation. Like, I don't know what happened in the last month, but I feel like I looked at this like a month ago. He was number six. It's just unbelievable. Then, then you add in the 53rd best player in the nation, Caden Perry, who was a high school player with tick with, with Hickman. And you have just a borderline the, fab five. I want to say like the, Fab five, all five of them were in the top 50 to 55 of the uh, nation. So you have top 53 right there. Yeah. Four, four in the top 53. But then when you add in the fact that you might have drew Timmy back, I'm seeing reports of him going late second. Yeah. If I'm drew Timmy, I'm coming Sticking back around. for one more shot to be a legend in so in Spokane. But look to that front court with Holmgren and Timmy, Oh, especially dude, the, the grad, they got Iowa state grad transfer, uh, Rasir Bolton coming in. This guy's a good player. Yeah. He averaged double digits in the big 12. Yeah. Gonzaga is not going anywhere. You add that to the mix. You add some of these other players that they have on, on the Andrew Nebhardt's back. The, the guy yeah. who started for them last year, the Florida transfer. Yeah. This team's going to be filthy. He I was actually, probably the number four guy on the team last year. Dude, this team might be better than last year's team. I really think it might be better than last year's team. Yeah. Depending on how these freshmen pan out. But I mean, I'm seeing results 24, seven sports uh, compared um, Holmgren to Anthony Davis is the comparison they're giving him. Uh, I looked at NBA draft room room bleacher report and Yahoo. And they have him going number one, number two, and number one in their mock drafts for 2022 respectively. So this guy is supposedly like a can't miss. I've watched a lot of film on him. He reminds me of Kevin Durant, but a better shot blocker. Wow. Wow. I mean, I watched some film on him too. Uh, I mean, it just think though, everyone thought that was the year to go undefeated. You look at this year's team. I, I am not even done breaking it down. Antoine Watson. This guy was a, a, a he's a, he was a freshman last year. He's a sophomore this year. So I, th- this guy's a key player. They have a ton. Dominic Harris is back. Julian Strother. These guys were, were, were solid. They were getting solid minutes, but you were incredibly young last year. So you mix them into the mix and all of a sudden now Aaron cook. Yes. Their backup point guards transferring out. It probably, I, if I had to bet, he probably goes to Arizona, by the way, Rasir Bolton averaging 15.5 points per game at Iowa state last year. Mm. That's nice to go in and throw in as your uh, fourth or fifth best. Jeez, player. I mean, this team's going to be loaded. Yeah, it's going to be absolutely loaded. Um, you look at some of the other teams that made a, a splash in the transfer portal. Um, it, 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 if if you have not paid attention to college basketball this offseason, guys, the transfer portal has been. I mean, Pat, I started this spreadsheet that we're going off of, and I didn't even finish it all the way. I started this at eight in the morning. 
it's it's eight o'clock. <laughs> it's ten o'clock at night right now. I mean the amount of transfers. The <laughs> it's almost and here's what's great is like I do I think the transfer portal was fantastic for college basketball and, and college football and the future of the sport. I do. I'm one of the ones that is yeah probably in the minority there at this point. Yeah, but I also think it's going to be incredibly hard to preview these teams. Yeah, because how will these players fit on each team? It's like, and I, I compare it to like musical chairs. Yeah. Some of the players, I mean, this is a perfect example. This one made me laugh. Let me just scroll down to this. I believe it was Missouri and Kansas state. They both traded their, I mean, it was basically like a trade Missouri. Where the, where, where the fuck did I write this? Uh, Missouri's, Okay, so Kansas State's Dewan Gordon, 6'4", 190. He was a guard last year. Averaged just shy of 10 points a game. He transferred to Missouri. Well, Missouri's senior guard, Mark Smith, 6'5", just one inch taller, right? Senior, though, averaged 9.7 points per game, so 0.6 higher. He went to Kansas State. It is musical. So, so what the fuck did we, what happened here? Well, I'll say this about this. And, and there's part of me that it, like off the top was a little against uh, the transfer portal. Maybe, maybe uh, I'm a little too pro old school, but um, you know, I understand you want to be pro player to the extent possible, but there is a balance there. But ultimately, you know, it's not like the teams can't recruit like when I think of it, I think, okay, the, the investment that the school has put in financially to this player paying a room and board for them to, to develop this player. Uh, and then just to have them transfer, it's unfair to the school, you know, but then they can get another player back. Trust me. I, I'm not feeling sorry for the school, but yeah, they're doing fine. I see their television contracts. All well, right? I feel bad. <laughs> I be, I feel bad for the likes of like, ECU, for example, losing one of their best players to UVA. But yeah. we brought in the leading scorer of Boston College. There it is. So th- there we go. He came down yes. a level. And that's that's what I'm trying to... I mean, you can go through and we can hit, yes, have the mid-majors been rated 100%, but at the same time... They've rated everyone else. I mean, leading scorers on major Power 5 teams, we'll get to them here. I'm going to go through some of the transfer portal, just touch on some of these big names that... that uh, that have uh, caught my eye. Um, it all kind of evens out, but it's a little more capitalistic. You know, you're a little more able to make moves that are best for you, both as a coach and as a player. Yeah. And exactly. it's just harder for us as fans to keep up, but we're diving in for you guys doing the investment so that you guys can, you know, keep up yourselves. Yeah, exactly. And, and look, I'll start out in the sec LSU, a team will Wade known to give bags of cash to, to random people. Sure. Um, <laughs> like look, everyone else at LSU. Yes. <laughs> he got Adam Miller from Illinois, Illinois. This guy was a big time recruit to Illinois. He was a freshman last year. Yeah. This was like a top 50 recruit dude. Mm-hmm. One year at Illinois. Then he bounces to LSU. Uh, wonder if you got a bag of cash. <laughs> um, Xavier Pin- Pinson from, from Missouri getting 14 points a game in conference. These that's another thing is there's a lot of these in conference things. Yeah, that's and, uh, that's going to create some rivalry right there. So they had Miller and and Pinson and uh and and Tari Eason a transfer from Cincinnati. That's a pretty I mean th- those guys should be making an impact right away. All three of them. Yeah. All three of these guys will I mean it really makes LSU really fucking talented. Yeah. Um LSU probably a top 
35. Now, that's the hardest part to gauge from this dude is I think that is going to be the hardest thing to break down a top 25 when we've never seen all like basically like it's, it's almost like all these teams are adding like seven players. Yeah. And it's like, well, I have no idea. Yeah, We're th- all forecasting. It's this puzzle is completely yes, different. Yes. <laughs> so uh, you jump down Mississippi state land. It's some huge transfers. DJ Jeffries coming in from Memphis. And that's one thing. Memphis definitely part of the musical chair game. I was coming into the season after Memphis won the won the NIT. I really felt like Memphis was a tournament team last year. It was just the fact they had they got hit with COVID twice. Yeah. So they missed like a month of ball, and then they missed like two Memphis, weeks of ball. They've yeah. been getting hammered year in year out under the Penny regime. Yeah. So I thought this was the year, but yeah. then you see Boogie Ellis transfer to USC. DJ Jeffries transferred to Mississippi state. I think there's a few others I'll get to in a little bit, but Mississippi state lands DJ Jeffries, Ben Halland gets him. He also gets Garrison Brooks from North Carolina. One of the better players on North Carolina, one of North of Carolina's game. million giants. Yes. Six ten, two forty. Those are huge gets dude. Yeah. Both these guys are going to be heavy contributors to Mississippi state. And I think instantly it puts Mississippi. Now the problem is, is the sec is going to be loaded because the Auburn tigers, you know, the, if there's the transfer portal opens up, you're calling in the used car salesman. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. talk about a conference that's built for the transfer portal. Bruce Pearl, <laughs> the, the, the all time used car salesman. Yeah, he is the president of the, you, the, the, the dealership. I mean, you can make a case that this guy might've had the best, the best uh, wins in the transfer portal. Walker Kessler, who don't, his stats are irrelevant here because I think this guy's a stud at North Carolina. He transfers into Auburn seven one at two forty five. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, Sills, Another North Carolina giant, North Carolina yeah. may not have, you know what they had before. And then the Sills from Arkansas transfers to Auburn, Pat. There's another one right up the yeah. road. Like Sills played great. He, they were, he was part of that magical run that Arkansas had in the, in, in you know, going to the elite eight, right? Best, best year they've had in like 20 years it bounces to Auburn. Uh, then he gets zap Jesper, who was the leading scorer for Charleston. Uh, mid major, and he adds Wendell Green from Eastern Kentucky, who was one of my darlings. Both of those yeah. dudes at 16 points per game. Yeah, I'm telling you, Auburn's going to be loaded. They, they they serve their one year ban this year, <laughs> right? Yeah. Their self serve ban. <laughs> uh, for, uh, uh, hold on, I'll, I'll touch base on. Uh, but but I their their self serve ban when they were going to what miss the tournament or were they going to miss the tournament this year? I think they he they kind of they kind of figured that. Yeah. It was going to be a, a reloading year. So oh, let's just, let's, let's just, just put this. the ban on uh, Florida. Florida is another one that cashed in uh, CJ Felder from Boston college, 10 points a game. Uh, Myron Jones, jr. From Penn state, 15 points a game. Fleming, this guard who's a grad transfer from Charleston Southern got 20 points a game at Charleston Southern. Patty C Florida, just loading I up. Mean, maybe the best name in college basketball. Flanders. Flanders. <laughs> yeah. Flanders Fleming. Uh, shameless, it, yeah. shameless parents. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it fits in in Florida. I feel like yeah. <laughs> that, that guy should have always been playing in Florida. That's right. Um, SEC is going to be crazy next year. You get to that. You, you go down the ranks and actually it's funny. Kentucky, who was probably reluctant before to really do this. I feel like it's that they're learning Patty C that you're, we're watching these uh, schools learn that hey, right. maybe we should go for these grad transfers. Kentucky gets CJ Frederick a guard from Iowa, Iowa that average eight points a game can shoot the three 
They get Oscar Toshibe from West Virginia. This guy was very athletic. Quit in the middle of the year, though. Uh, six nine, two sixty, nine points a game, eight boards, and that guy was just a freshman. Uh, and then they add in Kellen Grady from Davidson at seventeen points a game. So Kentucky might. Uh, it's going to be interesting. You got the coach. You got to have the coach. You got a lot of different talent coming here in here, but there's no way a program. The blue bloods are always going to have the edge, you know? Yeah. But the, the key thing that's happened here is we think that instead of having, you know, five stars sitting on the bench for three years, developing and waiting, having those guys transfer out and them having to bring freshmen or get their own transfers actually evens the playing field a little more. So even though they'll, they'll figure out the transfer portal, they'll do like Alabama is in football and still be able to get a lot of good guys. I think that the edge that they'll have versus the old way, where it's just like they have a humongous talent advantage over the rest of the country that will be shrunken. And so we'll have a more competitive sport. Yes. And I think that's the point I'm trying to make with uh, why the the sport is healthier. In my opinion is because a lot of that you see, uh, like I just said, the kid from Iowa State going to Gonzaga. Now Gonzaga's now a blue blood. I guess some people knocking would say, on the door. Yeah, well, but I guess they don't have a natty. You can't call them a blue blood if they don't have a natty. Apparently, but uh, I don't know. I'm gonna get to some more of these. But first, I want to tell you guys that the college ex- the college basketball experience is brought to you by WinBet. WinBet is bringing you the action of real sports betting with the Win Las Vegas experience. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports games. Generous promos, odds, and parlays are happening right now at WinBet. Get started today, and you'll receive a special offer up to a $500 risk-free sports bet. That's that's a lot of money. Um, terms and conditions apply. Get the details at winbet.com. That's W-Y-N-N bet.com, and download the app today. $500, Patty C. Nice. I would have taken that right there. I hit on Sam Houston State, the FCS College Football Championship. Make sure you subscribe to the college football experience because I was all you got over the that. cover. Didn't have the ball sack for the money line. Did you? I did not, but you still would have won some money, but I did tell the listeners that I could see them winning sprinkle some. Yeah. Anytime you got Eric Schmidt running around there, making that plays, a player, you got a chance guys, a player. Um, and, and we got you covered on the college football experience, FCS, FBS, you name it. Division one football. We got you covered. Um, all right, back to this college basketball, this crazy offseason, Patty. See, it's just you look at this and it's just like, what am I looking at? You just have a ton of a slew of players here. So here we are in the SEC, which next year, I mean, I'm going to say Alabama is still going to be loaded. Oats, Oats bringing in a great class. That uh, system different than pretty much anything we've ever seen. Uh, a, a ferocious defense with a, a blistering offensive pace is Paul Westhead. A little bit hints of Paul Westhead. Paul philosophy. Westhead offensively, yeah. but yes, like so not defensively. Though, Bob yeah. Huggins defensively. Yeah. It's you know, I, you and they came ha- very close to beating UCLA. Yeah, they were awesome yeah. last year. If you have the horses, they had a bunch of what seemed like track runners running around the court last year. Um, you know, he's done a great job coaching there. Let's see if uh, that system they're bringing in Namari Burnett, a, a freshman transfer from Texas tech who left town after beard Remember, uh, you know, obviously Chris beard left. So that was one that uh, got away to Alabama. But I mean, I think Alabama could be a team. I mean, gun to my head right now. Once again, I, the, the transfer portal is not done yet. They're not done yet. Um, but they get Jaden Shacker forward back and Javon Quinterly. That right there tells me I expect Alabama to be a top 10 to 15 team. Yeah. So Kentucky who, yes, you lost a bunch and you're bringing in a lot of these, uh, these transfers. 
You got some five-star uh, commits from Damian Collins and Bryce Hopkins, but I, the SEC is going to be loaded. I like what Quanzo Martin's doing at uh, at Missouri. Tennessee's got a loaded recruiting class. Yeah, uh, Mississippi State. I just touched on what they're bringing in. Tennessee was number two in the nation recruiting last year with Ar- Arkansas with Musselman. Are you kidding me? Like Arkansas with Musselman had a great year, and then if you look at like who they brought in transfer portal wise and recruiting wise. I mean this uh where where's my Arkansas page here but uh they they definitely hit on uh hit on a solid amount of uh, the yes they lost Sills but they brought in Chris Likes from Miami this guy I was wondering when he was going to play Likes is a baller he is a baller yeah coming in from Miami then they also bring in He missed the whole year last year right Yeah he basically just like punted on it uh uh Odyssey Tony from uh Pitt the guy averaged 14.6 boards at Pitt Jackson Robinson transfers from a and M uh, freshman from a and M didn't like the way things were shaking out with buzz Williams, but that's another thing. Patty C is you got buzz Williams. He's going to be in year three at a and M. I think you're going to start to see a bit of a difference despite him losing some transfers. Well, let me ask you this is the sec a legitimate threat to overtake, you know, the likes of what the, the ACC big, yeah. or the big 10 has. Well, I think you might have premier. to talk. You might have to talk about the PAC 12 after that run in the tournament. That's true. <laughs> How many did they have in the uh, elite eight there? Uh, what a, like I, three yeah, or four. I, I think what Oregon state, Oregon state, UCLA, USC. Uh, and I feel like there Oregon, was Oregon. Yes. That's right. Four in the elite eight. <laughs> and then they had what they had other great runs too, though. Like Colorado made the tournament whooped up on Georgetown. Uh, who else? There was other teams that made the tournament that uh, I want to say Pac-12 just had a, f- they were like third, they broke a record. They were like 13 and one yeah. in tournament play. Yeah, they did. Yeah. It was um, the best like first three rounds of any conference ever. And I, I think, so I think you got to throw them in the mix, but I do think the sec is going to be loaded next year, especially with, I mean, I, I, the, who, who's the bad team here? I mean, Ole Miss is even bringing in, they brought in the Sear Brooks from Miami. They brought in uh, Breakfield, the, the transfer from Duke, the freshman guard. Ole Miss should be better. I'll puke if the SEC just becomes the dominant basketball conference too. Well, they're knocking on the door. They're getting the talent. They they were the uh, they had twenty of the top hundred recruits in the nation. You said they did, but they have fourteen teams. That's that can be misleading. That's like true. When you see when you see uh, who's the guy uh, the SEC Network Peter uh, uh, I can't remember his last name. When you see him tout that like Clay Travis style as a dick move, yeah, it's like okay. But the Pac-12 per team, they yes, have less. <laughs> yes, and the big the Big Twelve only has this many. You know, so yes, you're doing fine recruiting. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying sometimes people can be. It's yeah, easy stats. to twist that stat. Yeah. Um, the, let's hop over to your ACC. Let's talk a little Wahoos. They lost some players. They did. They lost what? their top two or three players. Morsel to NC State, um, but they landed two huge players. Man, I, I think Virginia's actually got better. Man, I mean, when you consider Huff uh, and um, homeboy from well, no, I mean like the transfers they lost. Right, right. The, right. The, 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 the transfer portal itself, I think they won. I agree with yes. That. I, they got as it. a team. I don't know if they're going to be better than last year. Yeah, we'll see. I see them still in preseason top 25s, even though I don't know how the fuck they're, these guys are writing that. Right. But getting Franklin, from the sophomore guard from Indiana, who averaged 12 points a game, and getting Jaden Gardner, my boy from ECU, 18 points a game, eight boards at ECU. That's in the AAC, Patty. See, we might have been shitty, but I'm saying... I wonder if COVID really fucked with uh, Tony Bennett's system last year, because 
their defense was not nearly what it typically is. And it was still respectable, but this is a team had that had to, been, because if you got that, which they did at one point, there was a break, right? You can't practice every day, but even preseason, they kind of came out of the gates, like, you know, rusty and not, not, not sharp well, the, defensively. The, the camp was small. It was, they didn't have, right. And yeah. I, I feel like that that's a, that's a team that like really relies on their defensive system being practiced into infinity, you know, to like make it work right. And so the fact that they weren't where they were typically were, I think they will rebound. And I think despite the, like they typically do, despite their lack of talent relative to the rest of the powerhouses, they'll perform pretty well moving forward. Uh, they lost Abdul Rahim, that big recruit they had. He bounced out to Georgia to be with Tom Crean. That's another SEC one. Georgia did go out and land him. Braylon Bridges. It's probably good for him. Yeah. An yeah. offensive, like, you know, cream of the crop kind of guy is not built for Tony Bennett's system. And it's a big year for cream at Georgia too, but, but yeah, Bennett, uh, but they, they also lost Justin McCoy to North Carolina. Now those guys weren't huge contributors offensively. I I still think you won the transfer portal well, and that's a quite, that's a thing hope you're right. <laughs> as the evolution of this sport with the transfer portal, we might have to have the, the winners and losers of each team uh, uh, transfer portal. Did they win that transfer portal? Did they lose the transfer portal each season? Yeah. I mean, I saw something on ESPN about uh transfer rankings and it's kind of like alongside the uh, recruiting ranking. So it's kind of a new category there. I don't think they've done a, an amazing job at this point. Like from what I saw of it, yeah, getting pointing it, yeah, pinpointing yeah. it, but it'll be something to watch moving forward. Um, but I mean, it, ACC, I would say Florida state, they're bringing in Caleb mills and also a five star. So that one jumps out as a team that, uh, I think could really be dangerous. Um, but it really works out. I mean, they lose Scotty Barnes. They might lose MJ Walker. I think we're, we're that's pending, you know, how you can kind of test the NBA waters, the draft waters, but they got Matthew Cleveland, that five-star Caleb mills. I'm telling you mills was preseason all AAC. So Houston went to the final four without their guy, Caleb Mills, who was the preseason player of the year. Yeah. Um, Syracuse. I don't know if you saw this, Patty C they added, uh, you know, they add obviously buddy Bayheim's back, but they, they, they're bringing back his brother. Jim. Or, is it or, Jim junior bringing his brother? Yes. From, uh, from, I think what Cornell was it? was it? Yeah. Cornell, I believe. Yeah. So now you're going to have two gunners there. Now, Gary air is transferring out. Alan Griffin, I think, and Joseph Gerard the third will be back, and also five star Benny Williams joining the joining the bunch with the cues here. Perhaps they could be uh you know something to watch out for. I don't know. I think it was a magical run. Sean still loves them. I, I gotta hear that Two Bay three Bayheims, the Bayheim uh fucking connection is gonna be tough to it stop. It is gonna be pretty fun to watch though. But uh how about Virginia Tech, man? How'd they do on the portal? Well, I mean, Kiva Luma's back. It's a big, big keep there. Now, and they, they did lose, they did lose, uh, you know, s- some, some key players, but I would say Aluma was their best player a season ago. Yeah. So to, where did he come from? Liberty or no? Uh, Wofford was His Mike dad Young. was at Liberty. That's right. Mike Young, um, was coaching at Wofford prior to his time at Virginia tech. So they bring him in. I, I forget where I noted this. But uh, I think Virginia Tech, they're, I'm seeing preseason top 25. They get Michael Durr, who's a center from South Florida, transferring in at nine points a game, eight boards. That's one of the things I thought they lacked was height. They bring in Michael Durr, seven-foot seven center. I think he'll help um, really give this team some height because, I mean, 
Aluma is kind of a tweener and he was playing. He was playing the five spot at times for them, man. He's big enough to play the five in the college game, but man, if you can put him at the four, then you have a dominant front court. And then uh, young going back to his boy at Wofford storm Murphy, six foot guard, uh, fifth year senior averaging 18 points a game, 4.3 assists. He is added to the Virginia tech lineup. I think that is that those are huge additions to this team. I do. When I thought that when they lost buzz Williams, I thought this team was going to suffer greatly. I, I think it might've been a blessing in disguise. Yeah. I mean, cause it's going to be a big year for buzz in, in uh, college station because I think the sec is just so tough. I don't know. I just don't know what, what they got going there. I mean, I think, yeah, you can look and say they recruited better since he got there. They got some people, but they lost some transfers. So I, I don't know what they essentially have going there. Then you got the Duke Blue Devils, Patty. See, like, are we gonna, just going to buy into Duke? They just lost a recruit to Milwaukee. <laughs> that's true, but yeah, that's, that's in the Horizon League. Probably the uh, the story of the recruiting season is. Uh, I mean, was it? What's the guy's name? Uh, what are we talking about? Here? The the recruit that went to Patrick Baldwin Jr. Twenty four seven Sports comparing him to Clay Thompson. Got away from Duke, went to Wisconsin, Milwaukee to play for yes. his dad. And, and his dad's been coaching there since 2017, so it wasn't one of these immediate hire things. Um, but then, I mean, any Horizon League fans out there, the Milwaukee Panthers are going to be a team to watch out for. DeAndre Golson, their leading scorer, 17 points a game, is back, Patty C. You mix, you mix Golson with. Uh, with this five star, and then perhaps uh, you know Lucas and Thomas back, you might have a really, really good mid major. See, that's one that maybe we're not seeing that ends up in the top twenty five. Who's that? Milwaukee. Milwaukee. <laughs> I'm saying they have some scorers. It's like they're bringing back their top their top player from a season ago, mixed with a with a the, uh, arguably a top five player in the country. Yeah, I mean he's projected right around number five pick in the draft. So I'm just saying in the horizon, I would all of a sudden put Milwaukee as the top team. To uh, to direct some well, havoc. one player in a league like that, one one you know NBA draft uh, or NBA lottery caliber player in a league like that makes a humongous difference. But Duke Duke missed you know missed on him, but they got some other they got a couple five stars coming in and Paulo Banchero and AJ Griffin and Matthew Hurt is back. I wonder what Duke's going to do. What do you think? I mean. What do you think? I mean, I, I I think Florida State's probably the team to beat in the ACC, but I think Duke could be right there. Virginia could be right there. Virginia Tech could be right there. Syracuse, North maybe. Carolina's probably still yeah, going to be right I, North there. North Carolina's kind of uh, one where you wonder. There's the Hubert Davis effect, but I mean, they should be good. That conference is up for grabs. I would say North Carolina or Duke at this point should be the favorites, though. But it's crazy because the conference, yes, I mean, they have. Uh, what Caleb love is back. Same with Armando Baycott, but there's quite, I mean, that conference is up for grabs, but it's crazy. Cause the ACC, if anything, man, if you, if you were to look at the power conferences, it's really kind of taking a backseat. I think I know the big 10 had a horrible tournament, Yeah, but the big 10 was, was a very, very elite Loaded conference, conference in the regular season. I would tend to think the big 10 pac 12 and, and sec are ahead of the ACC right now. And I think you can make the case. The big 12 is too. Actually, Big Twelve might might have been the best conference in the nation last year. Yeah, I mean, there was. Did you ever think we'd see a day twenty years ago <laughs> where the ACC might be the worst of the Power Six conferences? Well, I, I think ACC is still better than the Big East. Yeah, but I think, I mean, that's that's a big drop. They were number one forever. I feel like that's you know, 
a year to year anomaly. You know, that they, they won't stay worst. Well, Roy Williams is gone. You let North Carolina suffer. You let Duke suffer. Duke did Duke didn't make the tournament, Patty C, for the first time in, in since ninety four. They'll figure it out. There's no way these uh, Coach K is not going to stay down. I'll put it like this: I'm looking over a uh, top twenty. Uh, Coach K two years ago went to the Elite Eight and yeah, you know, might have had the national championship. I mean, the UCF game was super close. Uh, they that, went, yeah, they almost lost in the second round to UCF. That's oh yeah yeah. Who they yeah. who they end up losing to? It was uh, was it Michigan State? Michigan State. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you look at the, I'm looking at the top 10 Patty C and, and I'm seeing Duke being thrown in this one. This is just a, a regular one from, uh, from USA today, but that's the only ACC team in the top, in the top 15. Wow. Florida state, no Florida state 14. I'm sorry. So two, um, and I'm not ready to put Duke at number three, just because they got two freshmen. Get out of here. Are you kidding me? Some of these other schools are loaded, man. Some like you're telling me Duke's better than Gonzaga. No. No. Yeah. Tell me not. Duke's better than Michigan. Michigan's recruiting class is unbelievable this year. Well, wait, I got to keep going, man, because this thing, gets crazy. This is chaotic. I'm telling you, <laughs> oh, by the way, Louisville, we didn't talk I'm about sure Louisville. our fans are trying to follow us. We're it's all like over vomit. Th- it's like vomit, dude. Right. <laughs> uh, Louisville got Matt cross from, from uh, Miami. I like that pickup. And then they got the guy averaging 13 points from uh, Marshall and Gerard West. Louisville's a weird team. They're kind of a hard Chris Mack doing a good job there, but they kind of underachieved a season ago. I would yeah, say. this was a team that was kind of like blue blood. I mean, they are blue blood, but yeah, they're a little down the pecking order Ever right since now. The strippers, man, <laughs> that'll do it. Stop bringing in the strippers and the and the prostitutes. The program <laughs> suffers. Right. I think LSU is about to find that out. Um, I don't know though. Uh, uh, ACC seems up to grab. I mean, even like you look at the my, uh, Miami lost. Likes they, I mean, Miami lost a ton of players to the transfer portal, like key players, but they rebounded with some good players at the same time. So you look at the, uh, the hurricane, they, they went out and got Charlie Moore from DePaul getting 15 points a game, just shy of 15 Jordan Miller from George Mason getting just about 16 points a game. Big, big additions. I think that's the musical chairs. What can I assess from that? I have no idea guys. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know I, what? I, what I'm really curious is, you know, obviously with the likes of college football. And I think largely with the likes of college basketball, although maybe less so, you know, the recruiting rankings are a great predictor of future success. You know, uh, as this transfer portal rankings kind of comes in, you're going to have to figure out the balance of that. And maybe it's just, maybe there'll be a net ranking of like, incoming talent versus outgoing talent and your net gain in the office. I, I thought you were going to say college football is recruiting rankings. Normally, indicate how many uh, back-to-back games they play because <laughs> normally the top 10 is also true. Yeah. They just don't give them <laughs> indicates how easy your schedule is going to yes, be. The higher your exactly. recruiting rankings, the easier your conference. I'm pretty sure that's what's going on. Yeah, it gives you a, uh, your conference schedule. I mean, guys, I, I could go on and on though about what is occurring in this sport. Um, I'd say one of the teams to really pigeonhole there is St. John's. Let's let's skip to the Big East. Alrighty. I mean St. John's, Patty C. I don't understand what the hell happened. St. <laughs> John's, there. It's like their whole team transferred out, except for their good players. Like they're really good players. Their top players stayed. Mike yeah. Anderson just got extended, and I think St. John's is one of those teams. When the season ended last year, I had a list of like six teams. I'll tell you them right now. Yep. That I thought 
Oh man, they're going to be loaded next year. Memphis was one. Nevada. Purdue. Mm-hmm. I thought Northwestern could be dangerous next year. Yeah. Hey State and St. John's. Mm. Right? St. John's finished 16 and 11 last year. And they got hot and they were young. They were incredibly young. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't know how much I should worry. Like, yes, they had three players that almost averaged double digits transfer, but they had like 10 players in general transfer. Right? Yeah. It's really hard to gauge. So then they bring in a bunch of players. So through the transfer portal, not through the recruiting. So I have a hard time assessing what exactly is happening with the red storm. All right. I mean, you go across the big East Georgetown last year lost. I don't even think they replaced it. They lost most of their good players and they ended up, you know, improving throughout the year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's really, I'm sure our listeners like, all right, well, what the fuck am I listening to then? If you know, there's no ability to understand what's going on. We're trying to figure it out too. Guys. No, we're, we're, this is brand new to the sport, but look, uh, St. John's Greg Williams, 10 points a game. God, uh, St. John's forward, uh, more, uh, Isaiah Moore gone, just about 10 points a game to Southern miss too. Like what the fuck? Like R- Rasheem Dunn, senior guard, St. John's 10 points a game. I'm about gone. Robert Morris, Vince Cole, St. John's nine points a game guard coastal Carolina. Yeah. What are these coaches selling? If you're a starter at St. John's, but that's the point I'll say to, to anyone that says, well, they're all going to big schools. It's like, no, they're not. not. (laughs) They're going all across the board here. Now, now I guess if you're going to be featured as the star at Robert Morris, you know, maybe that could be preferable to being like Number, a, number four. A, is that a dental school? <laughs> right. um, no, but look, then coming in, they go out, they get uh, a big man from Texas Tech. They get Montez Mathis, who was part of Rutgers's. Rutgers was another one that had like three of their top players. I think three of their top four transfer out. Miles Johnson's at UCLA now, but Montez Mathis, one of their better players, was injured a little bit, dinged up. He transfers yeah. to St. John's. Then they St. John's goes out and gets Steph Smith from Vermont. Uh, who averaged 14 points a game there. Soriano from Fordham who averaged 11 points. So it's like you have this. It's really almost like uh, what is the psychology of these players or what? I, I guess it's really the players that you have to try and understand. The coaches are just trying to fill the, the, the spaces, yeah. the voids, you know, the players. Why are you making these seemingly like lateral moves or m- moves down? Or, or how about like ones like this, like uh, uh, Jariah Horn for Colorado. He transferred from Tulsa to Colorado. Then this past year, averaged 11 points, went to the NCAA tournament, beat Georgetown transfers back to Tulsa. Maybe they just want the college experience at different colleges. <laughs> I heard that's a good party school. What like if it the- was something that simple as far as like, he was just slamming, just going through way more pussy in, in Tulsa, Oklahoma than Boulder. <laughs> and he's like, I, I have go a hard back time there. believing that though. And Boulder, it's like, dude, come on. I bet there's some fucking dimes in Tulsa though. I don't I'm know. Sure, there are everywhere, but uh, but yeah. I, look, I don't understand it. Little cowgirls, and I guess that's part of my point too. Is like, is this is like Cal's leading scorer went to San Diego State, Arizona's second leading scorer went to Fresno State. These are not all big name players going to big name schools. Some of them are going down to schools that don't have a rich basketball tradition. Yeah. I mean, I think that may end up being a, a study that we have to do. It's like looking at the position 
on the team that they are as a player, like whether they're like the number one, two, three, and then are they transferring to be the number one player? And then maybe we could start to see the psychology like, Hey, we are seeing that if you're the number three guy on a team, you're likely to transfer to a place where you're going to be the number one guy. If you're the number two, maybe you'll stick what around. Is it? Do they know an assistant coach or something? Kobe McEwen going from like averaging double digits in at Marquette. Yeah. They're getting shocked. smart. You would think exciting to stay there. He transfers to Weber state. It's a cluster. I, I, it's I, a fucking I, cluster. I, I can't get a read on this. Um, all I can tell you is coming into the season next year in the big East, I'm assuming Nova, obviously they're going to get uh What's my guy's name at Torres ACL? Uh, I'm drawing a blank on his name right now. They're going to get him back, but uh, Nova's going to be the team to beat, which will, will be chalk traditionally. But yeah. mean, this year, Nova definitely Gillespie. By the way, Colin Gillespie is who I'm referring to. Um, oh, one of three biggies players of the year. <laughs> yeah, I mean, good so, job narrowing that down, guys. Nova's going to be a top ten player uh, team next year if if as long as he's healthy, assuming he's healthy. Um, I would say coming into so if Wait, I gun, Gillespie's he's back, he's coming back. <laughs> this guy was in won a championship in 2010. I feel like <laughs> he's pulling. I mean, he tore his ACL last year. It didn't count. So he's coming back. <laughs> They're going to be a loaded team next year. They're yeah. going to be a top ten team next year. Uh, I think them. Probably, I mean, who knows what Georgetown? Obviously, Georgetown had a ton of momentum at the end of the year. They lost Wahad to Maryland. I'm just trying to predict, give you some insight. It's on very it. nebulous right now. We're, we're working on it right now. So, so we're going <laughs> conference by conference. Look, ACC. I think Florida State's the team to beat. SEC. I'm going to say Bam is the team to beat. Okay, this right? is what we need. Yeah. So let's start at the top again. Say it again. Bama in the SEC. Okay. ACC. I'm going to go Florida state. I know everyone's saying Duke. Okay. I can't take a team that didn't make the tournament. Fair enough. Florida state's bringing in a five-star and Caleb Mills of the AAC player of the year. I'll ride with Florida state. There you right? go. He's proven himself. Is uh Leonard Hamilton going to ascend the, you know, le- ranks to a true legend and get himself a final four appearance. I think he needs a natty man. He does need a natty. And a final four. Um, now we jump over to the big East. I think you got to just say Nova. Nova's the team to beat here. I, look, St. John's, I like what you guys had going, but with that fucking transfer portal hitting your program, I have no fucking idea how you'll be next year. Yeah. Just go chalk. I think Providence could be good. Georgetown, I mean, I think they're heading in the right direction. They, uh, they bring in a, a nice recruiter too. Creighton was the number two last year, finished number 19 in, in the nation uh, regular season. And they just tonight landed, landed a nice recruit. So Creighton... Big East, Big East will still be pretty solid. Uh, yeah, I mean, I it, you know they're lacking for elite teams aside from maybe Villanova. It's true. I mean, I think the rest are all decent, like like good, but nothing great. Nothing to write right? home about. Yeah, Marquette. It's going to shock a smart at Marquette. I think could be really potential. Yeah. Um, let's jump on over to the the. I mean, you jump over to the AAC. I expect Houston. Houston got one of to me like the sneaky ones. They got Kyler Edwards from Texas Tech, who one of the more underrated players, I think. Mm. He transfers into Houston, and they also get Taze Moore, a guy from Cal State Bakersfield. You laugh at that, but the guy put up big numbers at Cal State Bakersfield. I think the Houston Cougars, final four appearance and all, Patty C. Watch out for what they, because they bring back Sasser. They bring back, they have a slew of players that they bring back. Now, they, they do lose a couple. Um, yeah, 28 and four. That was not a fluke. 
I like what that. I mean, Kyler Edwards, I thought was one of the underrated uh, out of all the uh, the transfers. I thought that was a really big land for them. Yeah. Um, you jump down the ranks though, uh, and by the way, Creighton lost Christian Bishop to Texas. Texas, another one. Let's hop in the Big Twelve. Let's stay in the state of Texas too. We were talking Houston. Yeah. Beard just going all out. Brings in Christian Bishop. This guy was a big time player on Creighton's team last year. Brings in Timmy Allen, big time player, 17 points a game at Utah. Yeah. Brings in Devin Askew, uh, freshman last year for Kentucky. Just got seven points at Kentucky, but obviously something was wrong in that locker room. But Askew was a big time recruit at Kentucky. And then Disu from Vanderbilt getting 15 points a game. That team is loaded. That team, I don't know if he's just going to be able to just put these guys in or you know, on the court. But that team is going to be loaded. I'll believe Texas has the ability to win when I see it. You know, they made a final four under Durant. I don't think they did. I think they went to the Elite Eight with him, and I think that's really? as far as they went. Yeah. Thought uh, what's his name? Uh, what's the coach of Tennessee? Barnes. Yeah, I thought he got to one Final Four. I'm not sure. Um, either way, I think that team is loaded. I think that team is like it's amazing what they've accomplished in the trans. If I had to, to list the team that has the best transfer portal, gets. Yeah. It's the Texas Longhorns. Yeah. I mean, that is unbelievable what they just did. Barnes wasting or uh, beard wasting zero time. Um, So I would think, I mean, I don't know who you favor. Do you go Baylor? Do you go Texas? Do you go Oklahoma? I, I think it's ridiculous to favor anyone but Baylor in this conference at this point. Even with, with a Porter Moser coming into Oklahoma and, and bringing in, you know, he's bringing in those brothers from Eastern Washington. Well, I mean, it's not like Lon Kruger was chopped liver, you know. I understand, but he also so so he goes out and gets Jordan Goldwire from Duke, the Groves brothers, Jacob Groves, Tanner Groves, yeah, and also brings in a highly touted freshman from SMU, all from the transfer portal, mixing in with some talent that is there, Austin Reeves and whatnot. <laughs> Man, I I don't know how fast this can work, but I will say that the Big Twelve close that gap a little bit. You got to figure Baylor's got got a lot of new players working out too. Like yeah. you got to figure that it, it's open right now. The Kansas Jayhawks, you know, they get, they're getting the guy from Drake. One of the leading scorers from Drake transferring into Kansas. Um, I feel like that's the conference is going to be up for grabs again. Even this year. Did we really know that Baylor was going to walk away? Uh, kind of got lightning in a bottle with the likes of Macy Oteague and whatnot. Uh, yeah. We don't know whether they're going to be able to maintain that. What team really does maintain yeah, conference championship level well, success okay. year Kansas, in year out. Kansas did. Yeah, I guess they did. A long yeah, time. Sure. yeah. Uh, but but I think that that has kind of gone down some ever since that scandal. Yeah, when they were giving out bags of cash. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I think because I think K State's going to be far improved. I think even I, Iowa State, which I, I don't think is a contender by any means. I just think the whole conference is up. Yeah. Whole conference is up in the big 12. Yeah. It's, it's a good conference. Now, okay. Point. State loses Cade Cunningham. So that would take, I would expect them to take, take a, set, a little drop s- yeah. setback. Um, pack 12, pack 12, UCLA, dude. Are you kidding me? Have you seen this? Uh, what they're doing? Uh, they're bringing back a lot of the, uh, who, who, who's the fucking Jazang uh, is Jizang. Uh, no, yeah. well, he, he's, he might be in the NBA. That was one of those ones that's, that's pending. Okay. But uh, UCLA bringing in Peyton Watson, the the eighth best player in the country according to twenty four. Yeah, sports. where they have him uh, projected in the three drafts at two, number eight, number fourteen, and number five. So you know that's a fucking elite player right there. 
And and they got Miles Johnson, a transfer from uh, from Rutgers. They're bringing in one of the top JUCO transfers. And this team, all those guys, Yaquez Jr. He's back. This whole team is loaded. They, they were missing one. Of the, remember how injured they were last year? Yeah. I'm telling you, UCLA. I've seen preseason polls have them number one next year. Mick Mother effing Cronin. Mick Cronin. So you can curse, Patty C. Don't 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 be afraid <laughs> to curse on the show. Thank you. I appreciate um, appreciate the permission. Uh, but I think uh, I'd say you got to favor them in the Pac-12. I mean, I, I think the conference will be good. I mean, again. you uh, you were all over Oregon last year. You thought, I mean, shoot, and there's little to refute that well, idea that when they, were, they lost Nafali Dante, yeah, their chances of really going deep. They didn't, they didn't have any height. Yeah, they needed they needed the height. So, but they still almost won the the Pac-12. Who was their stud last year? They had. Duarte, they had Richardson. Duarte, yeah. he was a beast. But the Ducks should be loaded again, man. They they they're bringing in Harmon, a, a transfer from Oklahoma, who was one of the best players on the team last year. Um, and hell, just getting to follow Dante back. Yeah, one of, he was unbelievably athletic, big man. Um, watch out for the Ducks. I think if I had to project, I'd probably have the Ducks at second or third. That Nike money, baby. Yep, yep, yep. And keeping uh, them in it. Big Ten. Let's let's talk about your boy Juwan Howard. I mean, have you seen this recruiting class? Yeah, she's, they finished number one, right? Have you seen this fucking recruiting class? Six recruits too. That's a seventh best player in the country. According to 24 seven sports, Caleb, uh, Houston, this kid, uh, power forward. I mean, right up Juwan Juwan Howard's, uh, you know, drawing comparisons to Marcus Morris, according to 24 seven sports. Then, uh, Musa Diabite from Florida. Yep. Going to Michigan, 13th best player in the country, right? Then you go down the ranks. I mean, they really killed it, man. They they just had an unbelievable class. They land number 42 and number 43. Uh, Kobe Bufkin from uh, Grand Rapids and also Frankie Collins from Henderson, Nevada. Patty C. I mean, that is killing it. That's only in the top 50. There's the, I mean, you mix that in with what they could possibly return. You realize that some of these guys could return at Michigan that well, I saw that Wagner's going pro. Is he a hundred percent going pro though? I think I saw that. I'm not 100 because it all matters. If I mean, I think, I think he'll be okay though. I think he'll actually get drafted where it's worth yeah. him going pro, but Dickinson should be coming back. Right. Uh, a hundred percent. And then, uh, who knows? Will, will livers be a, uh, he should go. It all matters where they're drafted though. If you're projected to be the second to last pick in the draft, yeah. you might as well come back and try to win a national championship. And maybe next year's draft will be even more. Thin. They're allowed to do that, right? They're allowed yeah. to check. If their... they don't sign with an agent. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Michigan looking like the team to beat in the big 10 next year, Michigan state, you got to wonder what's going on there. I mean, uh, rocket Watts transferred out. They did bring in a kid from Northeastern, but, uh, I you wonder what Izzo can do next year. It's funny. You're starting to see these like legends kind of fall off. Patty C coach K didn't make the tournament. Yeah, Williams well, quits. when you're not driving a Ferrari, you know, it's when you're driving, uh, when you're driving a fucking Mercedes, like everyone else on the road, then we see what you really are from a coaching standpoint, what your chops are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what uh, Izzo can do. And you got to take some of it with a grain of salt just because of COVID. Like how much, how, how big of an effect do you think COVID had on those guys? Yeah. I mean, yeah. do we, it's almost like the college football thing. Do we really you just blame? throw the year out? Yeah. Um, other teams that I think I should know, by the way, we, we touched on, uh, 
in, in the Big East, we touched on on Villanova. Keep an eye out on UConn. Keep an eye on UConn. I think Hurley's building something there. Um, but in the Big East, I w- or I'm sorry, in the Big Ten, I would say Michigan. After Michigan, I think Purdue is a, is a, is a wild card there. I think Ohio State, Purdue. Is Coburn going pro? Yeah. Yeah. So I think Illini has a setback there. Yeah. Sumu is definitely they're, gone. They're going to take a step back. Michigan state. Maybe they came on hot. You let, you know, the Izzo coaches, it's almost like Tony Bennett. You wonder if that COVID ruined the, cause their defense was a mess for the early parts of the season. There. Yeah. He's, he's a guy that's a Turner guy too. He, he usually turns it on late. So if you, fuck up his ability to build early and, and establish like, well, he almost beat UCLA. They were up by 10 at halftime in that play in game. Yeah. And then, and then even after that, they went to overtime, dude, that was one of the, like when you consider the amount of talent in that fucking playing game, yeah, that's unbelievable. And and can, could you imagine what college football would have Patty C? Yeah. If they did that, sometimes you just see that. imagine, imagine Patrick Mahomes in a playing game with Texas. Tumble. Right. It'd be fantastic for the sport. Fantastic for, for the world. And we'd be able to gamble on it. Um, what other conferences should I touch on? Like, uh, before we get out of here, man, I, I guess I'll say this though. I'll say the college experience is brought to you by Roman. Yes. Look, no one's perfect. Even the best baseball players strike out with the bases loaded. The best golfers sometimes three putt with the tournament on the line. So if you feel like you come up short in the bedroom, sometimes it's perfectly okay. But if it's bothering you, just know that there are options out there. Go to getroman.com slash SGP now. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your own home. A U.S. licensed healthcare professional, Patty C., will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, it ships to you free with two-day free shipping. The whole process is straightforward and discreet, just like one of those bag men for LSU or, K- or Kansas, um, getting started is simple. Just go to getroman.com slash SGP and complete an online visit today. And look, if you go to getroman.com slash SGP now, you'll get $15 off your first month. So just do it, all right? I also want to tell you that we're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. If you haven't played on Underdog Fantasy, well, you have to check it out. Their best ball tournaments are some of the best around, including their best ball mania two tournament where you can win a thousand or I'm sorry, a million dollars, not a thousand dollars, but yes, a thousand dollars too. Plus you can play a number of the games involving parlaying player props for MLB and NBA and more. They also have a special NBA playoffs, best ball tournament coming as well. Go to underdogfantasy.com and use the promo code SGPN. And don't forget to enter their best ball mania two tournament for your chance to win a million dollars. That's underdogfantasy.com promo code SGPN. Um, I feel like we got to just touch on a few more, man. Just a few more. Hit me with what we got. A quick recap. We said ACC, Florida state, SEC, Alabama, big East chalk as hell. Nova. We got pac 12. You said UCLA. I, I, I think UConn could, could push Nova, but it depends on the health of Gillespie, but yes, okay. I'm going to go UCLA. Maybe Oregon pushes them. I mean, there's certain schools out there that, that definitely could. I mean, yeah. th- th- that was a deep conference last okay. year. Okay. Did we, we got to big 12. We're thinking Baylor probably, but th- I don't know. Actually. I think that's open. Yeah. I think that's the most SEC and big 12 to me are the most open. Yeah. Uh, big 10. We said probably Michigan, probably Michigan. Yeah. I mean, Ohio state the youth could be concerning. Yeah. Um, but I still think, I still think the most open ones out of those ones are the, uh, the SEC and the Big Twelve. And the Big Twelve. 
think uh, that's anyone's conference there. Um, West, uh, West coast conference, obviously Gonzaga, but San Francisco did a great job. I thought in the recruiting po- or in the transfer portal, there's still such a long way to I go know, to catch they, up. They beat your Wahoos last year. That's true. Gosh, the Dons of San Francisco. So Keep, and Mark Pope at BYU. I think they'll be better next year. But I, yeah, I think tier he, three to school. That's the the safe bet. Gonzaga wins. They might be undefeated again. Uh, Atlantic ten, Saint Bonaventure, and and Richmond uh, are two teams. VCU also brings in Marcus Sahonis from yeah. Washington. Familiar faces there. Those three, I think, are 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 your players. I think Bonaventure probably going to lead the way there. Uh, interested to see what Travis Ford does with St. Louis. Um, see if Mason can get back on track. Yeah. I don't know about the higher. It's it's question. I, I'm curious to see how he does, but I do agree that they needed to shake something up. Yeah. So um, I think that I'm not going to have a fucking football team. Mason, you might as well get it right with basketball, right? Ivy league's going to be playing some ball. I mean, let's touch on Missouri Valley conference. I mean, you got Lucas Williamson coming back to, uh, to Loyola, Chicago, the Ramblers, but they lose Crutwig, but they still might just be good enough to win. I mean, Drake is also bringing back three of their top four scorers. You know, one of them left for Kansas. Yeah. Right? So you're bringing back. Th- I, I expect that Drake- was a close conference race right there. Oh, that was both fantastic. teams finished 26 and five Both teams won in the NCAA tournament. Yep. Loyola was 16 and two in conference Drake, 15 and three. I mean, Ooh. impressive, impressive. Uh, I think I, if gun to my head, give me Drake to win that. Wow. Gun to my head. Without Moser, they're going to take yeah. a step back. Gun to my head. Sister Jean has something that. to say about that. I'm sure all uh, 102 years of experience. Yes. And also I think mountain West is one to, to keep an eye on with Tim miles going to San Jose state. I think it's going to take some time there, but San Diego state, I thought they did a great job in the transfer portal, bringing in some guys from TCU, some guys from Cal. Yeah. Um, I think they're going to be fine. I think I'm interested. To, I think, you know, Odom going to Utah state might take him a year or two. Um, I thought UNLV getting Kruger's son, Lon Kruger's son. I think that one. And I thought Patino going to New Mexico, keep an eye on those. And I think Colorado state is loaded. I haven't seen them do anything in the transfer portal, but I think they're a team to make a run this year. Keep an eye on them in the mountain West and uh, guys, make sure you check out another sponsor of the college experience. Odds jam. Odds jam. Look, if you're a sharp better, you need to sign up with odds jam. Odds jam does your line shopping for your, you know, for finding the best prices on all the bets, including player props. Odds jam even provides, you know, opportunities where you can bet on both sides of a, uh, of a line at two different shops to guarantee a profit. Odds jam also tailors itself to whatever betting market you're currently in dominate the market with odds jam sign up at sports gambling podcast.com slash odds jam and use the promo code SGP for 5% off at sports gambling podcast.com slash odds jam promo code SGP for 5% off. Let me ask you something real quick. What's that among our freshmen here? And now let me, uh, let me get your, uh, get your view up here for you. Uh, any of these guys you're looking at that, might be able to push a team deep in the tournament as the number one on their team. Obviously Holmgren. I would say Holmgren. I mean, especially if Timmy's gone, because if Timmy comes back, he'll be, he'll probably be the one. Woo! Yeah. Um, I would say depending on how, I mean, uh, with, with the Holmgren, it's just, he's got the body of like a 14 year old, <laughs> you know, he better, you know, he's going through puberty. It looks like 
He better bulk into it. But from a skill set and a length standpoint, what if what if Jazang leaves UCLA? Uh, and then they 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 got they're this, they're trying to find their number one option. And Peyton Wallace steps in and maybe I think that could be one. What about uh, what about Baylor? Someone's got to score the ball. Kendall Brown could be could be. What about uh, Jabari Smith at Auburn? You know. I just think they got a lot of guys. I just told you what they did in the transfer portal. Yeah. It's going to be tough to come in and dominate a a lot of guys there. Um, Yeah. Well, stay tuned guys. Look, uh, this is our first episode on the college basketball experience. It's tough to get a gauge on everything right now, but stay tuned. We're going to break down everything. Games, coaches, uh, tournaments that are happening. You know, the Maui invitation, all these tournaments are set. They're going to be happening in November. Uh, we will bring it to you all season long. We'll start doing conference previews, stuff like that. So make sure you subscribe to the college basketball experience. Like I said, me, Patty CNC, Nick, we've been uh, over 500 picking every game for five. Oh, this will be the fifth year. Yeah. yeah about four years. Yeah. Four years. So make sure you check that out. Uh, we've been way over 500 on our locks. We gave you all that for free at sportsgallingpodcast.com. So make sure you subscribe. Uh, if you do, if you're kind enough to go to iTunes and give us a five-star review, make sure you send me that screenshot of your review. We certainly would. This is a brand new feed. Actually. How about this? You leave a review right now. I send you a college experience t-shirt. All right. And maybe something else. All right. Just get over there. It's a brand new feed. We need those comments. Get in there. Boom. Let's do it. Woo! All right. That's all I'm pressing right now is woo! the fucking Ric Flair. Woo. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Um, but yes, I'm at the Colby D on Twitter. Give me a follow. Patty C's on Twitter at Patty C831. NC Nick is on Twitter at NC underscore NICK. Give us all a follow and make sure you follow the Sports Gambling Podcast on Twitter at the SGP Network. All right, guys, this is the college basketball experience early offseason report. You better start thinking about yours. And we are.